Would you rather have a teammate that truly wants to do their job for the sake of the mission or a teammate who's just going through the motions to advance themselves? In this episode, I interview Major Chris Carr, currently serving as an exchange officer at Headquarters Air Command, Royal Australian Air Force Base, Glenbrook, New South Wales, Australia. We talk about our origin story, the stigma of the non-selected officer and why we shouldn't devalue their expertise and how we need to recognize their unique position within the Air Force that can be a huge advantage if leveraged correctly. Let's go. This is Constant Elevation, the show for rising Air Force and community leaders who seek to define the future. Learn powerful work and life tactics to tackle any challenge. I'm your host, Gabriel Gabrock Avila. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody. Gabe Rock back on the mic once again, enjoying producing more content and, and connecting back with friends that, I've, uh, that are in the future. <gasps> in the future. So um, very, very proud to have Major Chris Carr, who is actually out in Australia. Now, Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for having me today. So she's in the future because- Or yesterday. A, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. This, I don't- I, <laughs> I'm going to insert like a Dr. Strange time continuum thing. Um, there is, she's, she's in uh, uh, Australia now, right? And so she's actually, she's, she's in the United States Air Force. She's the logistics officers by trade, but she's in the, uh, currently assigned at AARAF, the Royal Australian Air Force at uh, Glenbrook, Australia. And uh, what are you doing out there now? Uh, so currently I'm in logistics plan. So I do all their logistics planning uh, for internationals that come into Australia and anytime our Aussies go internationally. So I make sure they have a place to eat, a place to sleep, and be able to get their planes off the ground. Awesome. So kind of important, kind of semi-important, kind of, actually kind like important. super duper important for us international relations with some of our partners. So, uh, but your, um, you and I, our origin story is that we have a two-part origin story. We actually, I didn't realize it. So I first met you as probably like a early, a 6 a.m. or class, more than likely, mm -hmm. at CrossFit 808. Always, uh, always uh, happy to link back with people that I, that I met. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Um, and so we were the normal crazy 6 a.m. crew, like only, only a certain kind of person legitimately goes to the same mainly potentially people who have to work i'm not gonna say that everybody else doesn't have to work i'm just saying we have to go to work and so we get our work in early and so you know there was a um going through the normal classes and then all of a sudden like we're on i was walking down one of the hallways in the headquarters <laughs> pack aft building and then i'm like hey chris is here what the hell i didn't realize you were here and so yeah you were actually, you and i working on headquarters pack aft staff as well yeah. That was good times. It was good. I was, I was on the three, six side. Were you on the four side then or no? Uh, if I buy. So okay. it was international affairs. Look at that. See, see, uh, there's a, the building is too damn big and there's too many mazes and, and, and stairs for me to figure oh, out. Easily lost. Easily yeah. lost. I miss it though. We both, we have been, so for, for those, uh, before we started recording, Chris and I've been talking for like an hour. I already, <laughs> I, I was actually sort of mad because we actually potentially, um, only because she's in the future, I, we have to work out the timing. Um, there was like four different subjects that we talked about that I really want to dig into that I really think are super important for Air Force leaders around to listen to. And as well, just for me, there's the stuff that I learned. And uh, um, I think um, we'll circle back on that. But this week's episode, we want to talk about the Iron Major and potentially the myth, potentially the... Um, 
the perspective that be mis- may be misunderstood. And so, uh, Chris, uh, what, what are your thoughts as far as like how, how you want to start this conversation? Um, well, first, again, thank you for having me on the show. Of course, um, and of I thought this was a great way to kind of get my voice out a little bit more on the subject because I'm very passionate about it, especially since <laughs> I am a coveted Iron Major at the moment. Um, I feel like it took, once I accepted the title, <laughs> I realized it's not that bad. Um, and a lot of the, the frustrations I had was the pressure that are, is around our forces to, to be promoted. And when you don't make that promotion, you feel this instant negativity like, whoa, I'm not good enough. But really, that's not, that's not necessarily the case. And I think if we can kind of <clears throat> chat a little bit about how to remove some of that negativity, then we can, you know, go about, you know, the, the particular lane that we were given. Um, there's no perfect way to be an officer and there's no perfect way to get promoted. Um, and sometimes you're just not promoted. So, um, it's one of those things where I'm very passionate about when people ask, you know, you didn't make 05 and it's an instant sad face. I'm like, Oh no, let me tell you, I have some mm-hmm. freedoms now. You do, you do. <laughs> no, you do. <laughs> there is definitely a, um, so I think, you know, when you think about all of us growing up, you know, depending on if you were ROTC Academy or OTS, wherever you came in, and then like you see the classic pyramids, right? Like, yep, this is how everybody's path is going to be. Like, first of all, no, not everybody's path is going to be like that. It's a, that is a, there is, um, there's only so much, it's like, it's, it's sort of congressionally mandated. Like there's only so many kind of O's we can have it at any it, it given It is time. congressionally mandated. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of a weird thing. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I, what do you mean? Like, no, there's only so many can make it. And so I think, um, you know, apart from, I think we could have an entire conversation as far as like how the system, and maybe we'll get into it today, as far as what parts of the system potentially can be maybe adjusted to make sure that like uh, the right leaders are not, um, necessarily being um, discounted because of choices of either breadth of experience or serving in other components that are clearly still very, very important for national security and for the, for the needs of the Air Force. Yet it doesn't meet that original old school, you know, overlay that we had when we were all both second lieutenants. It's like, yeah, but the world has evolved and look where I'm at now. And look at the look at the things that I am responsible for as an officer of the United States Air Force serving in Australia and, uh, um, and how that can actually still be viewed as being very valuable as being for serving at higher ranks in the Air Force. Yep, uh, absolutely, 100%. And I think a lot of um, like a start and one of the things I try to um, get other officers and fellow command. Well, I've never been a commander. I can't be now, but two commanders that I talk to is just changing, like from the root of it. Some of this negativity is talking about using non-select vices passed over. Um, if you listen to those two phrases, non-select is a lot less negative than passed over. Passed over gives you the assumption that everyone's supposed to make it, but you didn't. Whereas non-select, yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. You I'm see the, about it like that. Yeah, so the small the nuance, so, but it totally, yeah, yeah. 
and it, it, it takes away a little bit of that sting um, mm-hmm. when you go, oh, sorry that you were passed over. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I wasn't passed over. I was just a non-select to be in 05. I was selected to stay at 04 because they need more knowledge in this rank is how I True. say it. There's, it's interesting. Huh. I never thought about it like that. Where the idea of like, you know, where I was non-selected of like, no, I, you know what I am though? I'm still a goddamn officer of the United States Air Force. That's what I am. And exactly. so there is the same, so we don't have an equivalent, um, you know, like the little brown book for the enlisted. There's no equivalent for the officers, right? But like, if I, if I didn't know you from Jane off the street, whatever, right? You're still a major in the Air Force. I'm going to hold you to a certain degree of per- performance and and accountability and all the things that I expect and experience. And then all of a sudden, if you are performing above that, that's just a bonus, right? Because you've just you've been you've you've experienced either given more opportunities to experience different things, and like it's not a thing of um, punishing someone or just adding an immediate label to something and to be like, Oh, you're a, you're passed over. Like, Oh geez, this is not a, this person. I, I, I have, I have met officers who have been passed over, including yourself. And it's like, no, these are actually really good people. And they they make valuable teammates that I want to make sure um, that they understand their value to the team. And I think the air force at large needs to make sure that they retain that talent because you still have passionate people. You have passionate leaders yeah. like yourself who want to do the right thing, who want to, who recognize the bigger picture and arguably do it for the right reason. You're in this game. You're in the air force because you know why you want to serve as opposed to you're serving just to play the game and serve yourself. If that makes sense. And that's, that's a fantastic point. And that's where being, I like to call an iron major. Um, now, what I try to let my leadership know is that if I, I no longer have to do because I think that's what I need to do to get promoted. So the things that people think they need to do, volunteer for XYZ, take on additional things that crush your soul and like work obscene hours. Now, um, I do my job and I do it to the best extent that I possibly can, but I don't crush myself thinking or do things that will crush me thinking that that's what's going to get me promoted. And so now with that freedom, if I volunteer for a task, you're going to know immediately that I genuinely want to do that. Right. Yeah. And, and there's nothing behind it because I don't have to volunteer for it because I know I'm not getting promoted. So why would I do anything extra than what I'm here to do? Dude, when I think about it, I've thought of, I, I can, I definitely know people who have raised their hand, both on the officer and the enlisted side for certain kind of high vis projects, whatever the fuck it is. And it's like, okay. And then they turn in like assholes. They're just like, nah, I'm just, you, you immediately tell it's kind of like very akin to the same person who the day two of like PME, like you are trying to shoot for DG and you're an asshole, like get the fuck out of here. It's the yeah. same thing. Like there is someone you're, you're playing in this game, but you're doing it selfishly. You're not doing it for, for the good of the team. And I think that's yeah. that kind of magic that, uh, I, I don't want to call an iron major, just a good leader, a good leader. It is. It's a good officer. It's a good yes. person in the military. And, you know, I mean, this also translates even to the enlisted side, right? Like if you see someone and 
you want to believe that when they're volunteering, they're volunteering because they want to. But unfortunately, where we've gone in our promotion system and way we do our performance reports, it's all about all these extra things that you do, you know, and is what's ingrained into us. And that's what gets you visibility and that's what gets you promoted instead of the stuff. There's no, okay. Oh man, I wish. Okay. So I'm thinking, so, uh, I, we briefly talked about this before and some people know this, some people don't. So I am the, um, I am a, uh, I'm a military brat, right? So my dad was a chief. He was a, um, a maintenance, maintenance chief. He worked on F4s for a long time. And then, uh, um, he somehow produced this handsome cyber operations officer. But, <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things from my dad is that for the enlisted force, I don't think the enlisted force views like, you know, there's, there's this thing about, you know, Passover parties where people don't, if you don't get selected for a certain rank, whatever it is, you just don't come into work. But like, it's not as the enlisted is not as negatively viewed if you get passed over for rank. And I'm, I'm saying this story because like my dad, he got, I don't know what the number is. He got passed over for chief every single time. He only made it on his last chance. Then he made it. And like, you yeah. know, so he, he carries and his career is still, you know, he, he carries the, um, uh, he earned his, his rank as a chief and all that kind of stuff. But like, it's a, we don't, I don't think that model is, they don't apply the same thing on the officer side. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it, but it, it doesn't make sense. Be- Fuck that. Like, no, why, why, yeah. why, it should just be a thing of, no, you're going to, you get more chances and like maybe with the new, um, the merit-based with the new system, yeah. yes, with the merit-based systems, you're going to have some times where you don't necessarily see whether or not you're above or not. You're just, you have a window of where you're eligible and that's it. There's no extra, what is it? Pronoun? I don't know what, what I'm saying. I'm not an English major. There's that, <laughs> there's that other thing of just adding like, you know, are you more special or, Ooh, you're just, yeah. it, it's a, those things don't matter anymore. I think it's just going to be based on performance. And, and I, I think, do like that. Yeah. I, I like it a lot. I, I, and I, I, I think it's too late for me in the system. I mean, I'm still eligible for, I think one more cycle in that for one cycle. Um, but it's a little late for me, unfortunately. Um, and that's okay. Like, again, I've, I've accepted where I'm at. And I think the reason why the pressure is so much more on the officer side is we kind of talked about it is that there's this certain lane that we're all supposed to be following. It's that pyramid, right? You do X, Y, Z with the top to be commander. Like we all talk about command and that's the ultimate goal that every officer should have. And that's what's bred into us. But in order to command, you have to be a certain rank. So it's all these things that are tied together, right? So when you don't make that rank and you're a non-select, you can't be that commander. You can't be that ultimate, what everyone says you're supposed to be. And that's where a lot of that struggle, I think, happens with people who are non-select to O5s, especially, um, are not able to, to recover from. Um, for me, I think if I'm in a particular situation where I think FAO, so the Foreign Area Officer Career Field, um, helped and hurt me at the same time. Um, I think it helped me in a sense that I have two fantastic career fields that I love and I love doing this. Dude, so amazing. And so amazing. I wouldn't change them for the world. Um, however, it kind of took me out of the running to be commander. Um, 
but I got to do what I love and I'm still getting paid for it. And all, the Air Force recognizes that also because both logistics and foreign area officers are critically manned. And I was offered continuation, so I can still retire, which is nice. Um, but it, and it again goes back to, I don't have to do all those extra things that I think that I need to do to get promoted. So now I can focus on being that good airman at my job and making that stuff happen. That's awesome. There, there's definitely, <clears throat> so there is, it takes a lot of courage and I, I applaud you for, for having the, you, uh, you had to go through these where you, I imagine you had to go through phases and you, you know, it's almost <laughs> like the, the thing of like, how am I going to accept this decision? And then like, what does this mean? And where do I want to be at? But like, in the end, you, you reached a state where you realize like, no, I'm actually, I'm good. I'm good. And I know that I'm continuing to provide value to the Air Force, to, to the world, to be honest. Um, still getting paid. Nobody's starving over here. And like, there's this idea of like, there is, there are, the Air Force is a huge team, a huge team. That we need all kinds of spots to be, you know, and I, like even for me, like I know I'm not, I am, I'm coming to grips that like I am not as good as these other cyber space operations officers around me. To be honest, there's just very, very, they're very, very good about their job. My skill sets are very different. I grew up as a mission support group kind of guy. And so like I, I, I pride myself in leading, learning how to and trusting how to lead people. And so I just know my skill set, just like you know your skill set. You are very, very experienced in doing the FAO job, and you, obviously you know your logistics. And so the idea of how to blend those two things is very, um, it's needed, right? I, we, we need those kind of people in the Air Force. We need we people like you. We don't want everyone. We don't want everyone to be the exact same. No. Because if God everyone's the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, not, I don't need the same people in the goddamn Air Force. That's it. <laughs> if we did, and then we wouldn't be able to change and be more innovative and mm -hmm. like see things where we need to maybe adjust. If right. everyone is exactly the same, if we were that same mold. If everybody's going up the pyramid. Oh, then what do we have? We have a bunch of yes men yes. or yes women. And it's just like. Nope. Why? No, 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 no. I don't like that. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> so your experiences for that mission support into that cyber gives you a different background that these cyber folks never had. Right. And that's the same for me is going logistics to fail back to logistics in another country gives me a different experience that no other exchange officer that, that's been in my position has had. Right. I came in with an international background and I'm helping my Aussie coworkers to kind of broaden their views on things and understand some of these other things that they would have never gotten before, because that's just not what comes into that position. So when I, we were talking about this before we, uh, before we hit record, but like the idea of, so you're an American, you're in the air force, yet you are working uh, as an exchange officer for the RAP, right? And, mm -hmm. but like people don't, they see you, they're like, wait, are you the air force? Like, I, mean, I am, but like, I'm working for the RAF right now. So what do you need? So you're such in a critical position that like, I'm not, this is not putting it light. Like there are international stakes at hand, right? There are multiple, when you're talking about like countries trying to do exercises and we're talking about bilateral agreements or whatever it is, like there is, that is such a, that's a different level of gravity. I think that even comes to my experience as a commander. Like, I don't know, like that's, that, that seems very heavy to me and I have no idea how I would deal with those kind of things. 
All I know is I'm glad somebody on the goddamn team is here doing that kind of job. And I thank you for doing that because like, I, I don't know how to do that. And there's that skill set is needed. And what we, we should not be discounting anybody by being a passed over anything like that. No, you're, you're a leader. That's all they need. Right? I need leaders next to me that know how to do their job and very proud to do their job and, um, and realize that like there is, if we can, but it doesn't mean we just kind of accept the system that we, you and I are growing up in. I think there's some, there's some room for change. And I think there is, um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about the, uh, the upcoming changes to the, the merit-based system and how, how the career fields are going to be, um, um, promotion is going to be rewarded. I think there's some, some benefit to keep, to giving the, even just the, the nuances of changing words, I think those are important because they kind of just, even the, the small changes make, make, make a big difference. But like the idea of, I don't, I don't want to lose any talent. Your yeah. Talent like you, talent like that we have anybody who are still passionate of, they haven't, you know, if they didn't get selected for the thing that was presented as a second lieutenant, but they're still here, like, dude, that's actually the right person I want to be next to because you, you're committed. You're committed for the right reasons and that's the kind of people I want to serve next to. Yeah, and that that's fantastic. <laughs> those, those great words. But I tell you what, though, if I can get you to start using non-select as instead of passed over by the end of this, yeah, my job will be done. Okay, my job will be done, dude. That, like, that this it might end up being the title of the episode because I haven't written that out yet. <laughs> no, I'm saying like it's 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 definitely the um the by introducing that into vernacular. I'm not kidding. I'm going to try and do that. And I'm in a, you know, I work in joint environment and stuff like that. And I'm going to start talking. I want to talk about this, about they're going to get annoyed, be like, Gabe, what do you, oh, yeah. can, we, can we just talk <laughs> about like, can we just talk about cyber stuff? I'm like, no, sir, let's talk about ma'am. Let's talk about this things. Cause, and I'm very, um, I'm very passionate about, about uh, officer talent management. And I think this is one of those kind of things we need to talk about. And it's a, yeah. um, you, if, if people want to say it's oversensitive, you get, you could fuck yourself. It's a thing of this is important. This is important because we're talking about retaining the right people for the right reason. And if this yeah. small change ends up becoming a catalyst for that, I'm on board for that all day. I like it. It's and I I was very fortunate that when I received um, notification <laughs> that I was not selected this last uh, go around, um, I was here in Australia. And, and I say that because promotion is not that important to the Australian Air Force. Um, I met a 04 who retired um, after 40 years of service. He was an 04. Yeah. Yeah. Longer than I have been in the military. I have. Okay. I met like, I met a Canadian, like Canadian and a German officer. They're like, no, I'm an, I'm, I'm an 04. Like, yep, I'm going to retire. And I'm so happy. And I'm like, yeah, shit, that's cool. Like, they're quite okay with it. Like, no one, I mean, yes, promotion is something they desire because it comes with more benefits. It comes with that pay sure, sure. and different jobs. Those are, those are one thing. But no one's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't make it. I'm devastated. I don't want to be in this anymore. Well, like, like so, so think about like on the listed side, right? I know a lot. I know a lot of senior, senior NCOs, but like I'm good at master sergeant. Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. And you, and there's no stigma against that. You kind of see it. You're like, no, yeah. that's it. And part of it is because they, I've heard it. The people are like, 
because you don't want to play the game. Like, nah, I have more important stuff. I got a family. I got my own personal things that are important to me and no one holds it against them. Yet on the officer side, not the same thing. Holy shit. But I would say though, that a more equivalent to a non-select major or a a major that's non-select to 05 would be a tech sergeant to a senior NCO. Okay. So I actually see a lot more um, people that I've worked with that are tech sergeants that are like, I just want to make master sergeant. Like, why can't I make master sergeant? Right, right, then right. I do seeing master sergeants to senior master sergeants. I see what you're saying. Okay. Okay. So I think there's, there's that little jump, right? Like from us to getting out of this, like AO, like being the action officer 04 to being that leader, more of that top leader 05 um, is like kind of that difference, right? Like you can be a leader at a tech sergeant, of course. Sure, sure. When does that level start really? Is that the senior NCO level? And that's what people are trying to like crack into. Mm-hmm. And um, it, I, I see it. It's pretty devastating for a lot of, a lot of our tech sergeants. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's the same where I, it's very devastating for O4s who don't make O5 because they, again, we're all bred, all bred to want to be a commander. And when you don't get that next level, it really is, it's soul crushing. Yeah, um, it is. And it's definitely something that like, do you need to, if you're a commander in a position where someone needs to be, or, or someone is non-selected, you need to make sure that you have a conversation with that person. And I think, and I, and I a, think that's really important. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's super important. It's super important. I think um, some of the stuff that is, uh, it's, it's non-controllable is the timing when stuff happens. Like depending on how your career takes you. Right. And so if you were, and all of us go into who knows exactly. I I started off at a training base. I started off at Luke air force base. I started there because, uh, that was where my, my wife now, um, we graduated from NAU together and then I just wanted to stay in Arizona. And so I just wanted to be there. There's no rhyme or reason for where my other than family reasons, that's where my career started. But it's a training base, arguably, maybe not necessarily the sexiest place, is, but it's where my career started. But I started, you know, my peer groups that I encountered were all different all the time. And so depending on, mm. it's a, and I, I've met places where all of a sudden where I felt like I could put, it's kind of weird to say this, I could put medium-ish effort and be at the top of the, top of the group or as, as hard as I wanted to do, as hard as I wanted to work, I, the system of the timing and tempo of this opportunity is not going to work out because there are too many fire breathers around me. And that's just, it is what it is. And so you can't control those things. And so how does, that should not necessarily be a negative impact to your burgeoning career. I mean, like if you're, if you're in a room full of fire breathers, but only somebody can get a, a a top strat or an award or something like that, that's not a knock on you. That's just a thing that just is the, uh, that's how the dice was rolled. And so I think the idea of um, the recognizing that the timing and tempo of opportunities also needs to be considered when you are working with anybody, including non-selects. Absolutely. And I think that's where, again, my, my lane and my path was very, it was very unique. Um, I was doing one of my dream jobs is to be a country director at PACAF, headquarters PACAF. 
um, doing high-level strategy between the Korean Air Force, Mongolian Air Force, Canadian Air Force. I mean, it was fantastic. It was so much fun. However, when you're there, you also have other rock star people that are working right next to you that are doing the other countries, like being the China Fair or the Taiwan Fair, um, Southeast Asia. I mean, these people were specially selected to be FAOs, and then now in a specially selected spot to advise our generals at headquarters PACAF. They're all amazing people. So when you go up to promotion together, someone has to be number two, someone has to be number three. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you can't give everyone number one. It's, you yeah. just can't. So this and is a, this is a, um, oh, th- I'm going to say it out loud because I don't care. So you're in the five <laughs> and at the time, and I was in the three, six. So, but in, at the core of that, we are considered support officers, right? Mm. You're logistics and I'm cyber. Yes. Yes. But the patch on our uniform says air force. Mm. So what that means is certain officers are going to be looked at and be like, oh, especially on staff. And I, I shared with you some of my experiences is like, yeah, so here's how the performance of everybody's racking out. I'm like, all right, cool. So they're like, yeah, but we're trying to move these other people into certain positions. I'm like, okay, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. What are you saying right now? Like, well, because, you know, you've already been a commander before and you've been to this and that, and then you're doing all your international stuff, but we're trying to set up these uh, we're trying to set up these operators and pilots to become to that next step that you've already got. And I'm like, okay, does that negate what I did? I don't understand what you're saying right now. Mm. It's like, well, it, and no one giving, uh, no one gave me this feedback. I'm, I'm imagining in my head how this conversation would go. <laughs> but like the idea of you and I want to say merit stands on merit. That's it. And I think that's where the vision needs to be going. And so when we start talking about promoting senior officers, either functionally or through your rank, like that's all the, the decisions should be. But it's not. There, is, there are still things that are involved that where, um, and for good or bad, I, I don't know what it is because I'm not a pilot, so I don't understand this kind of thing. But if, if they make it, I really hope that they're earning certain things because they perform the shit out of whatever they're doing. And it should never be, and it needs to be pound for pound. Whatever you're doing on the logistics, on the FAO side, whatever doing the cyber operations side, measure it pound for pound. And if they win, I'm, I, I'll, I'll take it. But if you're going to just say because yeah. like, well, you know, because we're trying to, but fuck that. Fuck that. And it, and it happened. It happened. It happened with us. And I think, I think the other catch 22 that we keep doing, like our leaders keep doing um, from my perspective is that. I think you also had a operator was your boss, like your top boss. Yep. Operator was my top boss. Um, they don't, I mean, it's, you just don't know. Um, right. You understand operators, you understand what they need and you mm-hmm. won't necessarily understand what the support needs to career progress. Cause right, right. this is ingrained in you. Cause you know, you need to do X, Y, Z and that stuff. So it's, it's hard to see people trying to get out of it because they know exactly what this person needs. Whereas for us, we kind of like, oh, well, we don't know, but we'll, we'll try to give you a good rating, a good record, but I right. know exactly what this guy needs. So then we keep promoting 
the operators and never getting those support up there so that the support can have that same, um, can't think of the word, but the, the ability, the same ability to be able to help that other support person because right, right, right. they know, but it's never a support person that's the lead of these sections. They're always going to be pilots or an operator in general. Um, it, it's a weird, so I've been a, um, <clears throat> trying to think about like some of the um, places where either, uh, I don't care about that part. I think it's just an idea of how how to how to properly measure where people, where officers, where true leaders are delivering and giving authentic leadership. That's actually what I care about. I think yeah. there, and and in the end, I think if we if we focused on that, the promotions, their opportunities, the rest of the stuff would sort of naturally work itself out. You're not going to please everybody because that's the, the system is not built for that. But the idea where you can have, um, you recognize people and then and become, and maybe there's conversation to be like, hey, so here's what's going to happen. And whether or not this could, I don't think this is going to be a, a thing where you can have a conversation like, I can give you 05, but here's what's going to happen. Give up your soul. I'm just kidding. That's not the thing. But <laughs> the idea of, it's almost like the, um, I, uh, it's not the same equivalent to like where you can choose to be like a warrant officer in other services, but like, no, no, no. I just want to stay technical. I just want to do these things because this is what I'm passionate about and I'm going to be rewarded for what I am valued for. Potentially there's some, there's some opportunities in the air force. And I know there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of pilots. There's a lot of pilots who don't want to be a squadron commander. Just want to fly. Just want to fly. Yeah. That's it. Why can't you allow them to do that? (laughs) Right. That sounds fine. Like sounds, sounds good. It sounds like I want to have that guy. I want to have that. I want to have major lieutenant that iron anybody to be like, yes, that dude or gal is a fucking shit. And because he's been doing this for, he or she was doing it for a long ass time. I love that. And that I'd rather have people passionate about what they're doing versus just going through the motions because this is what either they think or leadership thinks is expected of them. Nope. Fuck out of here with yes. that. I, I'm not, I don't like that. So, 100%. Yes. And I think that's kind of like how I equate um, iron majors is that we're the unofficial word officers eventually. Um, I will be a 04 for probably as long as I was all the other ranks combined <laughs> <laughs> when I retire. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the only sad part of that is like, it does cap out at 16 years. So I know I no longer get pay increases. So that's, that's a little sad, we'll but figure something out. we'll figure something out. I don't know. How, but, we'll figure something out. <laughs> um, but as I sit as, as an 04, I increase my knowledge. I increase that capability and that technicality. And I become more of that expert that's needed. Um, and when we promote and I have no room to say anything that promotions too fast or too slow, I don't know. Um, what I can say is that it does appear that things are going really, really quickly in the promotion system, but you're not really developing enough of that expertise. And that's where I would could probably say that I was non-select to 04 or 05 because I was needed as an 04 to be that expertise. Um, mm. Mm. okay. Yeah, no, that's good. It's another perspective, right? It's all about perspective. And, um, now again, it goes back to when you look at me and you know, you know that I'm a 
a uh, longtime major that I know what I'm talking about. So if I say something, you probably just take it, right? Um, you know, you always double check things. However, you want to, I like want one to time and she, then I'm done. Yes. Yeah. Right. And you're going to be like, Oh, yep. If she's taking care of it, we're good. Yes. Right. And if I go, Hey, you need a volunteer for that. I'll do it. You know that I want to do it and it's going to be, you know, genuinely. Yeah. Genuine. Yes. You know, that's what I would like for that to develop into. What I don't want is, um, the negative iron major side which is that bitter, grumpy, I'm just here until I retire. Like I'll show right, up to right. work. Like road, I road, road warriors. I don't like any yeah. of those. Yeah. And it's the problem. And I don't blame them. Um, what I blame is again, everyone's views that you need to be always promoting. Like if you didn't make it, you didn't make it. So now be proud and where you're at. Cause you're still a military officer. You're still getting paid. Yep. You're still getting benefits. For now, I think, I hope. Um, <laughs> I mean, wasn't there talk on like some of our stuff disappearing? I don't know. No, no. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's pretty nice. And especially during COVID situation right now, where I'm here in Australia, where so many people don't have a job. So many people don't have a job. And I'm still getting paid. Yep. Yep. It's been okay. Ain't nobody yeah. starving. There's one less than what that is one thing you don't have to worry about minus your physical safety and stuff like that. But like, yeah, there is a, it's a, it's a thing where the perspective of our force and the perspective of this, just it, have, having this conversation and just kind of knowing you from before anyway, and how you carry yourself. There's there, I'd much rather be surrounded by people who want who are standing next to me because they want to stand next to me that's it you're doing it because it's important you're doing it because doing it for the for the brother and sister next to you not because of the game not because yeah. of all this other bullshit or like trying to serve your ego and win 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 it's like that's not that's not the point i know that's a very strong like american ethic but that's not where all of us are built around like that some of us just some of us just want to be nice. Some of us just want to be kind. Some of us want to be serve our neighbor, serve our community, be a good example of what a good leader needs to be. And that is not what was shown to us on the at overhead projection PowerPoint some 10 years ago. It's it's yeah. you. It's me. It's me moving my fucking mic. It's a it's hmm. the idea that there are different versions of how the story can not even can not end, can continue. There's different yeah. chapters all around and you're a great chapter and a great version of a story that like, I think resonates with what true leadership is. And I'm very, very happy to uh, um, share all these stories with you. Even like for the other hour we were talking about before this. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the air force and I love being in it. I mean, I've always wanted to, I mean, yeah. same, same origin, like way, way back origin story. My dad is a retired master sergeant. I'm a military brat myself and all right, there we go. I have only ever known being military. And I think the only thing that hurt me more than um, not being selected was the thought that I might be kicked out. Cause it used to be that upper out mentality. Uh, if you didn't make. Okay. Okay. Oh five. If you remember way back then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> where if two times you were non-select, you were out. You didn't get to see your retirement. You didn't get to see the fruition of your time in the military. 
how devastating is that? To me, it was even more when I, my whole life was been military and this is what I wanted to be and do. Um, so now, luckily, they do offer continuation um, to people in, I'm not sure all the specifics, but I think most people do get offered up to 20 to 24 years in the military, depending on your career field um, and requirements. So I was offered to 24 years in, so I can do retirement and then a little bit further. Um, but, but all of that, it's, so it's not just like anything else, it's timing and it's opportunity if those things are yeah. there. But even if those things are there, you gotta fucking earn it and you've earned it, right? It's, it's a thing of you're continuing to be valuable. You're continuing to produce for the country, for the Air Force. And so like you should be, you should be recognized and, and paid for that. And so the idea of that, that's good stuff. I, I actually, I had, a, I, had a, I had a thought really quick early. I was like, ooh, I, talk, I want you to talk to my daughter and, and son about joining the Air Force just for a little bit. Just to be like, <laughs> because they, they know, they only know me be like, oh, dad, we've just been around for like forever and move all the time. And I'm like, not everybody has to do that. You can have a, you can have a shorter, longest career. And there's people who, if you're staying in for the right reasons, stay as long as you want. And then when you don't want to leave, we don't want to be here anymore. You figure it out and then you can figure out ways uh, to, um, to separate. But yeah, there's, I'm going to recruit you. Otherwise, there, there's other <laughs> oh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I, yes. I'm happy to talk about it. I mean, All I right, love Chris. it. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this has been a I'm going to marinate episode for a long time. And I'm not kidding where I'm going to have to I w I'm going to make a deliberate decision. And I want to start these conversations about the non-selects. I'm going to start using those words. And I think that's important. Um, uh, thank you again for joining on the episode uh, this week. Uh, I'll offer it up to you for any last comments that you have. Um, wow. Yeah, that was quick. <laughs> no, thank you. Again, um, having gone through those stages of emotions, the things that you did talk about before, um, I did go through all of them, the sadness, the anger, the confusion. Um, and now that I'm in this settled place, I like to say, um, I am trying and hoping that I can help others who are in the same situation that um, I think we talked about this before that promotion is important, but it's not everything. It is not something that should have to define who you are in the force. It's you who defines yourself um, and your actions. So if you can continue being the good officer you are at an 04 rank, there's nothing wrong with that at all. And I think, again, embrace the freedoms that come with it. The fact that I never have to do PME again. I will never have to. Oh, um, Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> never have to do, never have to do any PME unless I really, really ask and hope that someone will add me to it, which I will never do. Um, but um, I will never have to involuntarily do something because I can actually go, no. I, I don't have to, um, you got other people that want to do that so they can, you know, strive in this other way. Um, but I don't have to really do anything anymore. I just have to keep my head going, do my job like I do right now and be proud of it and embrace that iron mage. I think we need a new rank. Like it needs to be like another gold, um, Oakleaf close, 
oak leaf cluster with mm-hmm, like an mm-hmm. outline around it, like a blue outline around it. Like, ah, oh, you almost made 05. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to, I will work up some, I, I will look up some uh, ideas and potentially we'll get some ideas as far as what would an iron major rank look like. That would be oh, actually, that'd be dope. I mean, it's, you know it's kind of I mean? like when you look at a warrant officer, you're like, all right, cool. Like, I, you're I, like when you, oh, that that person knows what they're talking what about, they're, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 They're, they're not going to be about the bullshit. They're like, no, they actually just, they are, it's so interesting the way that you put it. They're like, you're just free of all the bullshit. You're like, no, I'm just you're not like going to, I don't got to do all the dumb shit. I'm just a break. I want to get to work. You want to work? I work. I want to work. Let's yeah. work. That's it. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. There's we're freedom. Gonna, There's so much gonna, freedom there. I'm just going to make a, um, either I'm going to make a, a rank patch or like a morale like non-select patch this actually it might already exist but like that, <laughs> that should be a thing that we should do just be like no this is gonna happen and like it's a and it's not a knock it's actually just, it's a it's a it's almost it's for pride. the right people it's a pride it's a thing of like pride. no this is this is something that you need to recognize that is actually beneficial for the team just like you are for the for for uh for your job over at the Ray AAF and the uh, <laughs> and the Air Force and the world, and so those kind of things I think you bring to the team. I'm very very thankful for our conversation today, and uh, um, yeah, you've we're gonna continue to. T- I'm gonna I'm gonna hit stop record and then we're gonna keep on talking. But like there is because there's too many things to talk about. But uh, um, no, Chris, really really thank you for being on this week's show, and uh, I, I we're gonna we will meet up somewhere. I don't know how, either back home in Hawaii or wherever it is. And so um, uh, I'm thankful for the paths I've crossed, uh, how they crossed before. And I'm looking forward to anything that comes up in the future. So thank you again. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, first. <laughs> so Constant Elevation, this concludes this week. We'll talk to everybody soon. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to Constant Elevation. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. Visit our site at constantelevation.co. Find and follow us on Facebook at constantelevation.co. And like and follow me on Instagram at, at gaybrock01. As always, don't wait for the future to find the future. Music.